Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each week, introducing you to some of the great artists from around the country that help bring our favorite craft beers to life. On this week's episode, it is no different. It is the one and only Jess Graham, who is the art director for The Alchemist in Stowe, Vermont. Had the opportunity to meet Jess, do an interview in person at the new brewery, which is gorgeous. Got up around 5 o'clock in the morning, me in the open road. It was great. Saw the sunrise on the way up from Connecticut. Was there before opening. Got to come in the employees-only entrance. That was pretty cool. And yeah, it was great. Jess and I sat down. She was really great to talk to. Very genuine. I think she's a great artist. She does a lot of great work. She does all the branding, merchandise, all the new cans. We'll talk about some of her favorites. If you get a chance to check out JessGrahamStudio.com. She's an incredible artist. And what I love about her is her versatility. Her styles are completely different. She's really able to mix it up. She has amazing mural work. She has some great collage work and illustrations. And it just really was just an enjoyable you know, experience. This is our first time interviewing somebody in person. So, you know, the audio um, is a little, it's a little rough. You know, we'll, we'll try to clean it up. So hopefully you'll, you'll bear with us on that adventure. And if you're out there and you're an audio you know, geek or audio file, whatever you, uh, you call yourself, We'd love to get some suggestions on, you know, best best case or you know best practices for you know recording, you know, live face to face. I like it if you listen. You can hear the life and the energy of the brewery going on in the background. You hear some noise, and yeah, I just think it was I think it was awesome. So it was genuine, and I think it was really fitting for the interview. And like I said, it was really just a pleasure to talk to Jess. She really was a humble person, fun, honest. It was just a really great experience, I think, for us, both of us. You know, at first, she was definitely a little nervous, and I think I was nervous and concerned that we weren't going to get, you know, a great recording. But I really just like learning about her and how she came to, you know, be the art director for The Alchemist, as she'll say, you know, a dream job. So remember, you can check us out on the web at the 16OunceCanvas.com, 16OZCanvas.com. We're also on Facebook at that name, 16OZCanvas. Look for us there. And you can also find us on Instagram. We try to mix it up, give you some behind the scenes, see what's going on. We'll be announcing our next 12-pack shortly. Stay tuned for that. Nice little teaser there. Huh? 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 And yeah. We really appreciate it. If you're checking us out on iTunes, we want to thank those who've left reviews, give us some ratings. It really helps the show, helps uh, get the word out, kind of moves us up the rankings. So if you've had a chance to, please do that. We do appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But without further ado, this is episode seven. Seven fucking episodes. How cool is that? Episode seven right here featuring Jess Graham on the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. Enjoy. Salud. So uh, I'm sitting here with Jess Graham. He's the art director for The Alchemist. We're up in Stowe at the new brewery. Um, thank, you for, thank you for taking the time to meet with me today. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I just want to just really learn. I mean, if, if you haven't been to the location, it's... It's really great to see all the art that's around that you know Jess has done. There's a massive silo that's beautiful, and then uh, the, the vat kind of out front, the, the, um, the barrel. Oh yeah, that's um, that's my friend uh, Rachel London, and right. she's out of Waterbury. Excellent. Yeah. The, the one on the side is. is oh, the, also oh, the fermenter. Yeah. The fermenter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. yeah. Excellent. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then there's the the man in the can. Man in the can. Yeah, then that's John sleeping in the can. Excellent. Yeah, yeah from the um, from the line on the heady topper can that says, "It's so good." Sometimes I just want to crawl into the can. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah and I can imagine John doing that. So I came up with that design, and 
Um, I actually did the first version of that um, as a practice in the Waterbury Brewery, much smaller, mm-hmm. and then came over here and blew it up. Now, when you saw the, you know, the schematics or the architectural plan for the new place, mm-hmm. how excited, I mean, as an artist to have that kind of, I mean, it's literally a massive amount of blank slates. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, it was exciting. It's still exciting. There's still a lot of um, space um, ready to get painted and so I have a um, another practice I'm doing actually I'm gonna do it first in the bathroom but it's just a giant wave um, and the the fun and challenging thing about doing art you know in a commercial space when you're also the art director is making sure that um, that you're working with a color palette that all complements each other and that kind of right. works with the branding and so you just have to stay consistent with that. So it's good to practice first to make sure that you're not using any colors that are just totally out of whack. Or, you know. Now, is it, do you try to also do it when there's no one here? Is it more of like a grand reveal? Or do you like to, if you're working on a new piece, people will come here, they can see it, kind of the stages of it? Well, um, when I was paint, doing all the, the work for the Stowe Brewery before we opened, we weren't open, so, you know, obviously no one was really around except for all the guys, um, you know, all the, all the, um, contractors, which was pretty cool. I mean, I got to see, um, how much work it takes to say, like, insulate all the pipes in here or do all the electrical work or program all the, um, all the fermenters and, um, all the tanks. Um, but for, future murals in here and you know like so for, or for the bathroom doors the con- um, one of the contractors brought them to my house in a van and um, I painted those at my studio at home which was really fun um, but when you get industrial sized pieces into your own space you realize how small your space is and how big you know a brewery is like this um, so they barely actually barely cleared the ceilings um, my studio, which is pretty funny. Um, so, um, back to the question of the grand reveal. Um, I, yeah, so the new, the, the new murals that, that are going to go up will be in front of people, which will be really fun. So what I'll probably do is come in on a Monday and <clears throat> get my projector set up and do an outline. So that's the hard thinking part, you know, and then, um, I'll probably put on my, one of my earbuds maybe have one out so I can talk to people and then paint while people are coming in. I think that's pretty cool to watch. Yeah, I so, think, I think yeah. that's nice. You, it's, even though it's like the brewery, you can see yeah. it happening, it's going right. on, so it's kind of, it's very uh, Vermont organic to do it right. together. <laughs> yeah. Now the doors are kind of a throwback to the original, the ones at the, at the brew pub, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Um, that was my first project, the uh, painting the bathroom doors was my first project um, for Dan and John. They had seen me. Um, I actually waited tables for them years ago um, at the pub. Um, it was a great job. I made decent money, and we only served locals. So I don't know if you've worked in a tourist town or tourist economy, but tourists can be really unfriendly because they they're kind of like there's this mentality like oh I'm never going to see you again right but if it's like your neighbors they're a lot friendlier so it was probably the best um oh and also the beer was amazing I was getting a a beer education when I worked there um so anyway once I left the the pub I was um I started doing my own art for a living more and more and kind of piecing together the most random gigs like people do when they're starting out and I would go to craft shows and I would teach classes and I got this really funny but kind of awesome and lucrative gig um, up at Mount Mansfield where I would show up with a four foot by four foot plywood panel um, traced out in some kind of um, goofy cartoony um, ski and snowboard inspired um, mural and um, and I would then I would like have kids come and hang out with me for a few hours. Usually their folks would drop them off and like go to the bar. And <laughs> I was like the artist babysitter. Right. Art, art, art therapy in a weird way. Yeah. Um, so Jen and John uh, saw me doing that there at, at Stowe um, after I worked with 
worked for them at the pub and they contacted me later and said we have these bathroom doors I don't know if you would consider painting um, peeing people and I'm like um, for money peeing people yeah absolutely it sounds <laughs> pay wonderful me people are yeah it sounds hilarious and wonderful so um, so that was my first the first job I did for them I I remember doing the sketches um, printing them out on uh, eight and a half by eleven piece of paper, tiling it out, and then um, taping together carbon paper to go <laughs> along the whole backside of the design, and then retracing that over the actual doors. It was just, it was you know, it was like my first time doing it. It was it was fun. I was nervous, um, and then the guy ended up looking kind of too feminine. It was confusing for people for some reason, even though he was standing up. So I had to go back, and then I did him, I redid the face in a straight up um, Superman profile. I found, you know, I found some Superman comics, and I was right. like, well, if this doesn't look manly enough, then I don't know what does. There you go. So, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So. So these are throw, a throwback. And I can see how far my art's come since then. It was probably like 10 or 11 years ago, and it's just like a little more refined and better line work. And, Better color mixing. Well, I think. Well, I think each phase has its own. You know, it's kind of part of the story. Right. right? Yeah. To see yeah. How it was, and the the old place was probably a little more, you know, rustic. So yeah. it, kind of, it kind of fit. You know, it fit. It right, fit yeah. more here. Yeah. Here's got a lot more clean lines, and yeah. it's very. You know, it, the architecture has a, a purpose. Right. So you went from being from a patron to working there, and then kind of, le kind of, return leave prodigal son almost, and. <laughs> you kind of come back without, without right. all the sadness part in the middle. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't. I wish I knew the, um, the illusion better, but to, to really speak intelligently about it. But um, yeah, I I actually left because I I blew my knee out and I couldn't really walk very well, so that made it hard to wait tables. Um, yeah, and I came back um, years later once. Um, once Jen and John opened the new facility, the canning, the cannery in Waterbury, right. um, to can Hetty Topper, because I think they quickly realized that just going to the local print shop and having them do graphic design wasn't going to cut it in terms of their needs. Um, so I started working with them um, contractually for about a year or so, and then I remember the day Jen came up to me and she's like, "So I have a." A proposal for you and I was like great what is it and she's like how would you like to be our art director and I was like dream job yes you know yeah. <laughs> I just you know it wasn't like I had to think about it or anything right, like, let me get back to you yeah yes. let me get, you know I have a lot of other offers at the table like oh. um you know going to a lot of craft shows which is really awesome I have this great quarter table at the, at the show <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah my Subaru I got the whole packing system down in my Subaru and I like really I got a lot of totes so <laughs> yeah yeah that's great. Yeah. So, how would you describe your, your aesthetic? Well, I mean, we were talking before, and if you, you know, go to your website, you know, it's really great. There's the portraits, there's the murals, the, the, the branding. I think it's really versatile. But mm -hmm. as an artist, how would you describe it? Because each section is really unique. There is some similarities you discussed, but I really was, each stands on its own for that, you know, for that theme, I guess, for that art concept. Um. Yeah, I guess I would describe my style as, um, I always have a hard time with this because it's art, so I just right. feel like, oh, you have to see it to understand what I'm talking about. But I guess a friend of mine, uh, Mike Horn, interviewed me for Backcountry Magazine a million years ago, um, and he described my paintings as fantastical, and so I would like to think of that as my style. Okay. Not whimsical, but fantastical. Um, yeah, whimsical a lot seems of a little my, more like unicorns. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, unicorns are cool, but... Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, uh, that's not really what I'm going for. It's, I guess whimsical's cute. cute. Right. And it's a little more than cute, I guess. Yeah. It's got a little more soul than cute. Yeah, in your, in your bio, I think that what you talk, almost talk about, not about the art as you describe it, but how it makes people feel about right. themselves. Right, Yeah, I yeah. think that was really, really kind of, I looked at the art first, and then it kind of 
read that, it, 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 it was fitting. Right. Um, that's good. Yeah, because I... Oh, is that my... Sorry. Are we both ringing at the same time, or is that me? No, that was just me. Sorry. Um, those are the label people who I spent a lot of time on the phone with. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I want my art to be evocative, and I am inspired by... Um, I mean, I'm a an athlete, you know, an amateur athlete, but I'm an athlete and a mo- like I'm a mover in the world, and I I just want my art to have a similar sense of like kinetic energy, and um, even like a landscape, I want it to look like it's moving and it's alive, that it's not just static. Um, so that I mean, it could be a challenge with 2D work, but I think like with my a lot of my line work um, does lend a sense of movement, so. I guess. Is there other artists that inspire you or that you looked at looked at early on as like that's That's who I wanna be like. Obviously you wanna be yeah. yourself. Yeah. I think that yeah. I think that's pretty obvious. You know, you're yeah. very independent and you have your own feel and vibe and how you put things out, but yeah. everybody yeah. kinda you know looks at somebody and says, Oh or even just somebody yeah. that doesn't have to be somebody right. that would know, maybe right. just somebody who's your inspiration or something. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, there's been so many ins- inspirations. I think, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the thing I'm most inspired by is uh, life, you know, and nature and colors. And I'm just someone who um, sees the world in, I thought everyone was like this, but apparently not. Like, I see, I see the world in shapes and colors, and I get really, like... Um, I get a feeling if it's if I'm in a city for too long that my eyes are thirsty for green so I think um, like I said everything I see is my inspiration really but um, that also kind of sounds like a lollipop commercial everything I think I see um, <laughs> um, anyway a one a two <laughs> um, <laughs> um I also, I mean, I feel like the people that inspired me are so cliche. It's almost embarrassing. Like, you know, I loved um, Egon Sheila and Gustav Klimt when I was a kid. I remember my dad used to drag me around. Um, my dad's a photographer, um, and his big inspiration um, was Ansel Adams. But he would, we would go visit my grandparents on Long Island, you know, a couple times a year. My dad um, would. I mean, he, I, I say drive me around because he really did drive me around to like museum after museum after museum when we would, when, in, in, in Manhattan when we were there. And I remember seeing things like, you know, Monet's water lilies, which I thought was super corny when I saw it like in the dorm rooms of all the girls I went to school with. But then um, <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. It's bigger than me. And I feel right. like I'm sitting in it, you yeah. know. That's how well, we went to the Van Gogh Museum in uh, Amsterdam. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, right. Like, yeah. and the murals are the size of the room, and you're just like, and you can see the. I mean, you can see the the brushwork. Yeah, and it's like, all right. Okay, I get why this guy's got yeah. lots of posters. Like they shouldn't sell this guy an eight by twelve. Every book should be, you know. Right. You should have to like carry it around the room. Right. Yeah. And yeah, there's another artist who I um I went to see a show in uh, Montreal with my friend Julie Ruth, who actually was how I ended up meeting Jen and John and working for them through her. Um, I think his name is Anselm Kiefer, but then when I looked that name up, it doesn't exist. I don't really, I'm not, I might be totally off base. Um, but it was another show where you look at the catalog, you're like, yeah, whatever. And then you're in this room and it's, and it's a winter cornfield, you know, where there's barely any snow, but then there's a like weird, um, corn stalks just, you know, in rows and. Like yeah, I know that. That's and then and then it's it's larger. You know, it's it's bigger than your whole house. Um, so I yeah, mural in living in New York City, all the the murals, all the street art. Um, you know, like Miss Van, I love Miss Van. Um, so and then a lot of other artists who I just don't I don't know who they I don't know their names. Right. But the unknown artists. Yeah. Yeah, street. I love I love street art and and art that's larger than than that could fit on your wall. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. 
Had, with your dad being a photographer, what type of stuff would your dad shoot? Um, all, well, actually, when I was a kid, it was all landscapes. Uh, you know, he'd be really stoked about what just happened here, which was like getting a few inches of snow and then freezing, freezing rain. And he would have been out like at the crack of dawn taking photos of all the snow on the trees. Um, but he also torture us on road trips where we would stop by the side of the road for hours and then he set up his tripod and like, we were like, Dad, you know, come on. It like wasn't that fun. Um, and then he would embarrass us a lot when, um, back before everyone carried a cell phone and took pictures of everyone else, um, he had a um, 35 millimeter that he'd like have around his neck and with a viewfinder so that he could just look, just kind of glance down and you know had a series of mirrors or whatever so that you could see out of the lens without being putting it up to your face right so we'd go to like and this was also before people put their kids on leashes he would put us on leashes and he's an originator <laughs> my dad a family photo uh, selfie I love leash. him yeah. I love him um it's taken me a long time to appreciate uh oh gosh I hope he doesn't listen to this he might be upset but um so anyway, so he would take us to uh, the say like the Champlain Valley Fair, which is the fair happens every year right. around Labor Day in Vermont, and take street photo basically street photos and, and photos of the crowds and the carnies. And I uh, remember once outside we were at that um, the thing where the motorcycles go around the big. Um, mm-hmm. The, the cent- kind of the centrifuge kind of right, thing, right? right? And they go like sideways. And yes, they, they go yeah. side. Yeah, exactly. And it's a big cylinder, basically, and yeah. it seems um, it's all danger. centrifugal force yeah, and danger. Yeah. And and um, <laughs> so my dad's taking a bunch of photos in there, and um, we go back outside, and this guy follows us out. This huge tattooed guy. My dad's not that big. I mean, he's maybe like five ten. He's not a big guy. Wears glasses, you know. <laughs> and, um, this huge tattooed guy uh, threatened to beat my dad up. <laughs> my dad just was like, here, you can have, here, just take it. And he uh, takes the film out of the camera and gives it to the guy. And finally the guy, like, goes away. <laughs> oh, he's just taking pictures. Like, you know, like, the, which the is guy was pun- not yeah. impressed. The you cannon know? shot was not appreciated back then. No. Well, wow. especially, you know, it's, it's a little weird. I mean, I was just at the uh, the march in Montpelier on Saturday, and I, I saw my picture up on, on a, in, a, in a news article, and I was like, whoa, that's so strange. I didn't know anyone was taking my picture. Right, because now the lenses, you don't have yeah. to, like, yeah. your dad probably had to be fairly close to, <laughs> yeah. he wasn't very subtle about the whole thing. No. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Have, have you ever painted any of your dad's photos? Uh, no, I have not. No. Um, one of my brothers um, is a really good painter, and he has done a lot of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's more of a, like, um, oil painter really good at um, realism okay yeah yeah and we're back you're listening to episode seven jess graham art director for the alchemist right here at the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast love to know what you guys are thinking feel free to reach out let us know drop a line tell a friend We do appreciate it. Really enjoying Jess's story, her humility, her good energy. I like the fact that she takes her inspiration. We're talking about different artists, and she really pulled in. I was thinking about it and said, life, I think that's that's great. I really do. If you look at her artwork, it's got life to it. It's got energy. It takes in Mother Nature. I mean, she's in Vermont, which is a beautiful place to be. Stowe, Vermont, where the, the new brewery is. If you had a chance to, check it out. Loved it up there. It was great just to be on the open road and really just take it all in. Really enjoyed speaking with Jess. Up next, we're going to talk about one of the most amazing pieces of art you'll see at the brewery, which is the silo. And just the fact that she did that to me was amazing. And to see it in person, the pictures, which will feature all over the place, do it some justice but when you see that in person you see how large it is and just to think that she did that it's really incredible i love murals it's one of the things that she does really great and so i think it's just fitting that she did this massive p 
piece you know for the new brewery it is part of the the character the makeup of the new alchemist brewery so without further ado here is part two jess graham 16 ounce canvas art of craft beer podcast enjoy i know you will so with with the, the silo and, and the larger, which was the first mural to me seems, I mean, obviously I'm not an artist at all, so it's intense and overwhelming. How was how that, your, your first mural or even the silo, it just seems like such a massive canvas. Was, was mm-hmm. that, were you comfortable doing that? Or did you, or did you just kind of go with it and see what came out of it? With the silo? Yeah. Oh, I was really intimidated. I had it all, you know, with any any mural, it's all planned out, and I probably did 30 drawings or designs for Jen and John before we settled on that design. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I had a 13 by 19 sheet of paper, and after the first day, I went and laminated it, which was really smart. Um, <laughs> it was getting really beat up, um, and I had all the, the silo is, um, it's wrap obviously a cylinder but it's made up of um panels i can't remember i think they're i mean you'd think i would know 18 inches wide by several feet tall so you know i had the design all gridded out but i think you know it's like day one and 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 you're trying to plot the first point on this massive thing and you're um you're driving a cherry picker um around which you've never done and this whole place is a work a work zone and it's a bunch of dudes in hard hats who who all know how to drive this thing and you just had one lesson and you're in the middle of the driveway in the way of everyone in the delivery vehicles and you're uh, as high up in the air as you're comfortable and you like pause for a second because this is me I'm like gonna lose my breakfast because the thing starts swaying, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna die, I'm so scared, and, um, and then you can't turn it back on, and you're up there panicking, and like, you're like, okay, I'm just gonna act cool, I'm gonna just text the, Sean, who's like one of the foremen, and have him come over and subtly tell me how to do it, and then you remember, you gotta push on the pedal to turn, before you start it again, there's like, you know, all these like safety um, backups to right. operate the, the basket. So anyway, um, and then the very first point I plotted, I counted the, I, maybe I shouldn't tell anyone this. I, I counted the, um, the panels incorrectly. I, I just, I started from the building. I should have started, you know, a few, a few more panels in. Um, so the whole thing is just shifted, you know, four to six panels and I was like I was pretty far into it maybe a week or two before I realized what I'd done and I was like well oh well um and I it took me a while to get a system down you know um because you have to they're really long straight lines and um I convinced Jen and John to let me um have an assistant so we got this woman Melissa Snow, who's awesome, um, who's one of the painters who painted this whole place, to come and help me. And so between the two of us, we had this long piece of flashing. Um, and luckily, she's really tall and has really long arms, and I am not either of those things. And um, so we got the system down. We, um, we'd figure out what panel we, on, we were on, about how far into the panel we'd start the first line, and we, you know, we'd get the, this, the second point plotted out, and then we'd um, get the flashing all lined up, and then, you know, one person would start with a pencil, and a person would meet with the pencil, and then we'd tape it all off, and um, there's all these different techniques you would have for getting the tape into the scenes, and it was cool. I mean, it was really yeah. fun. So the, the taping was what was so time-consuming, and it would hurt your brain, and um, but then when it got to painting, it was that that was the easy, satisfying part, and then pulling the tape off was really um, rewarding because you had these beautiful lines, these beautiful crisp lines. Um, so yeah, that was the biggest piece I'd ever done, uh, the silo, and 
I'm really proud of it. Um, and I did, I did get really into it and more comfortable as the weeks progressed. But yeah, that those first few days, I was so nervous, and I was, it was hot, and I'm, so I'm like sweating because I'm nervous. I'm sweating because it's hot. I'm wearing a harness. I'm, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was great. Well, came <laughs> I love that. I love that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, right. I love that kind of challenge. You know, I prefer to do that than have to draw something really, really, really tiny and detailed. You know. It's just like well, far, it sounds yeah. like a big ass can. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, the original architectural drawing um, that was that was their <laughs> original intent, and Jenna and I were like, uh, no. <laughs> Actually, I don't, yeah, I don't even know if that would have flown in terms of uh, zoning. But anyway, it was supposed to be a yeah. can. Well, that was, was how that that was how the original proposal came, and they were like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> So, the, for the cans, how does the, what's the process for making the labels? Is is it collaborative? Do you know when new beers are coming out, and you have a certain amount of time between when the batch is ready and the labels made? How has that been? You know, coming here. I mean, obviously before it was just heading and focal, and you had the pop up sales. Mm -hmm. Did you were you did you do the stickers? Before? Yes, I did the stickers, yeah. the like the Crusher sticker and the Focal Banger, the old Focal Banger sticker. Right. Actually, I have a bunch of them on my computer. Um, some of it's my artwork, some of it's Dan Blakesley's artwork. Um, so yeah, I would do the stickers back when we were. I wonder if I have some of the numbers. <clears throat> back when we were doing the pop up sales uh, in Waterbury, which were really fun. Um, we'd sell out in an hour. <laughs> right. Did you come to any of those pop-up sales? I did not. Um, so I'm, I'm pulling out my, so this is the really, um, sexy part of being an artist. I do a lot. <laughs> like I make spreadsheets, it's, you know, so, um, these are, what I'm showing you now is the, the labels that we do for the short runs of cans. Okay. And so, we're getting the hang of it now. Um, there used to be a lot of last minute scrambling, um, like inspiration would hit, the beer would get brewed, and then the, like, the second thought was like, oh yeah, we need stickers. <laughs> and we need good stickers, you know? So it takes a little while to um, get those ordered. Um, but now we have a, a process where um, John or um, Joel will come to me and say, um, we're brewing this on this date. Um, it's now we're, we're doing really well. I think we're at least a month out. Okay. So from start, like, or maybe even six weeks sometimes. Wow. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's great. Um, but something more complicated, like I'm really proud of the, um, so our, our short run labels are, are, um, they're clean and they're, they're really simple. They're just my hop drawing with um you know the different color schemes um and i've learned a lot about how color works and how digital printers work and um all the potential variations in that um i'm i'm self-taught in right. terms of graphic design so i've made some mistakes um and thankfully john and john are really patient <laughs> um in terms of like the call like we've there's been one really bad color mistake um so i'm getting the hang of it but um my when i'm was really proud of this petite mutant label yeah um which was our american brett ale because it's on a really nice um textured stock and i got to do spot uv on the on the cherries and i got to draw these big luscious cherries which jen and john weren't quite sure about at first because they thought maybe they'd look like apples but i convinced them look like cherries and um very much like cherries yeah and this is a great example i mean i've seen this before but to see it this close yeah it's a whole different yeah it's a different level of appreciation thanks so how did you convince them to have that one be so i guess special versus the other ones well the petite's special because it's um it takes so long to um to condition i think they I mean, it's a year that it's in barrels almost, and it's just a kind of a labor of love. I don't think, um, you know, and every year, I remember, I think it was this batch where 
John um, called us all down to the brewery, you know, like all hands on deck down in Waterbury. And um, he's like, I need everyone down here to help me drink this beer. I think so they were, um, and forgive me because, you know, I'm not a brewer, so I don't always get the, the terminology straight, but they were, um, they were using the yeast from the, uh, I think it was uh, maybe uh, Cezanne DuPont or something like that. Okay. They're using the yeast on the top of the bottle um, to um, introduce that yeast into the petite. Right. It was really fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and the way that I end up um, coming up, like the process that I go through with um, Jen and John and label like this, or really any artwork, is I, you know, I do pencil drawings. Um, I, I have a friend, my friend Ryan Tebow is, you know, he'll come up with a beautiful design. I'm like, wow. And he's like, yeah, I, I drew this in Illustrator on my laptop on the plane. Like, so he's not, not even using, a, you know, like a, a pad, one yeah. of, you know, a, a pad. He's using like the pad on his actual laptop. And, and his designs are beautiful and clean and they have depth and texture. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get there. I'm just such a analog person in terms of drawing you know so I draw in pencil and I do line work and then you know Jen and John we come up with you know I come up with rough sketches and they say yeah to that one and then the line work is all pencil and then I take it into illustrator and that's where I add all the color and everything but um yeah I I'm, I have so much respect and awe for people who can draw in illustrator I just it's not maybe w one day when you can like draw on the screen right. I It'll make more sense to me, but not not yet. Right, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's a, from doing this, everyone I've spoken to is a different process. Right. So that's really, right. that's, and it's amazing to think about you know, how they do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, were you a beer person before you started working here? Yes. I, um, I discovered, I went to school, I started college in um, Portland, Oregon at Reed College. Uh, I finished in Hunt, at Hunter College in New York City, but um, we had Thursday nights was 40 nights, um, and um, my college had a, no rules, we had the honor, this is air quotes, honor system, I don't know if it's like that anymore, but um, so we would drink 40s in the student union on Thursday nights after the library, not the library closed, but like after like nine or something. Um, and I discovered, and I think one one night, one of my friends brought um, the, uh, I think it's Deschutes Brewing um, Obsidian Stout. Right. And uh, I tried one of those, and I was like, I feel amazing. I don't have a headache. And I'm totally lit. It's like a totally different feeling. Right, and yeah. it tasted good. Yeah. And I only had to drink 12 ounces instead of 40. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, or you know, the last twelve or the yeah. forty is not the best twelve. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's really warm. Yeah. yeah, we had a yeah, we had a couple forty nights. We thought we were funny at the time, but looking back, it was like, oh. but that was like what was cool in the late ninety, early two thousands, and I feel like you tell people about that now, and they're like, you did what? You know, well, but even back then, you couldn't. I mean, you couldn't get it. You go to a bar if you were with with of age or not, and you couldn't get yourself. And you, th you know, there wasn't that many selections. Of no, no. And you had two nipples that rubbed together, so you weren't, re right. you weren't really looking for... For quality. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is a dollar or five dollars. Right. Like, well, I'm not a math major, but I can get five of the dollars for the five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can get more yeah. lit on this. Yeah, it was like yeah. senior year, a friend yeah. of mine had, yeah. like, I think it was like Harpoon IPA, and we were like, you paid what for a six-pack? Like, right. What, what did you do? Right. And we're like, I was like, oh, okay. I see what this is. I see this. Is. It was like, I was pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, I will, so is there any, uh, you must, is there a favorite here that you, of yours that you would have? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love the Focal Banger in the summer. Um, I mean, I love the Heady Topper, but it's, it's intense and it's boozy. So it's, you don't always feel like it. It's mm -hmm. like a big commitment. I, yeah. I might not start the night with a heady. Um, for a while we were, and I guess this is sort of legit, but we were hiding it from John for a while until we realized um, it was kind of legit. We were making heady lights. We were just adding seltzer water. 
to the heady. Yeah. I know, I know. But um, that's how, like, if, if you're trying to control the ABV in a beer, I mean, you're just adding water and carbonating right. it. It's right. not really much different. We had cl- Crusher Light um, on on tap for a while. Like, for, who was um, the one who finally told John that you were doing that? I think my friend Chrissy, we might have had a couple beers, and she's like, oh my god, we've been totally doing this at home. <laughs> like, no, um, we did it once. We did one time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I love the focal banger. Um, I really love the crusher. I love the, um, I, the, I don't know. It must just be the aromatics or the aroma of the crusher. It just really works for me. And, um, which is kind of intense because it's like 9%. So you really don't want, I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know. It's, it, it makes me feel less loopy than the heady topper. I don't know. I'm sure different hot profiles like affect your your brain differently and um i like this the original sticker it was like a it was like a turtle right oh well yeah it was supposed to be i have it right like here turtle muscle man yeah it was supposed to be from the warner brothers cartoon but i convinced john that I we didn't want to do we didn't want to get in trouble with warner brothers um so yeah it is it's it's from it's this kind of turtly looking guy with like many layers of muscles and that was a fun, uh, that was a fun one to work on. And John really knows what he wants in terms of art. You know, he, I remember him saying like, the eye shape needs to be more like this and not like this. Like, um, the shade needs to be more like this and not like this. And it's, it's great. It's like a good, it's a good working relationship in that way. Now, so when you presented with concepts, is there ones that, you said you pushed back on the, the mutant, but right. there times when you, like, how do you kind of assess when it's when it's good to push and when it's it's usually not good to push I mean honestly I I mean I'm here like I'm I don't know how to say it like I'm I'm like the vehicle for the vision and I am like I execute Jen and John's ideas and when I have a really good idea that I feel strongly about you know I'll present it but I'm I don't see, I just don't really, there's no point in really, like, it's not, it's not my vision, like, it's not my company, um, and I respect their, um, their vision, it's, it's, it's always worked, we have a good, consistent aesthetic, so, um, but, I mean, I can't think of, I wish I had a really great example, but, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Oh, I think it was a big deal to get the purple, um, the purple drawers on the crusher there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I, that was a big deal. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I advocated for purple. All right. Yeah. Uh, one, one last one. When you were creating before, you said you, know, you might put in the earbuds and kind of mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah. What actually, are you listen, what are you listening to? It's so funny. I have that's. It's like my crutch at work because we have these communal offices. I have to have headphones in. I feel like to work, and I don't. I don't know where mine are. They're not here today. I'm really sad about that. Um, but I'll listen to anything from, um, you know, like hipster cocktail party, <laughs> which is a lot of. I mean, it's good because it's just a lot of good beats and um which uh, is a pandora station um it's a lot of good beats and it's it's totally mindless it's just like eating candy you know i don't have to like i'm not really concentrating on the music it's just a nice rhythmic soundtrack for me to just keep working um but sometimes i'll um i'll listen to like bluegrass more like i feel like bluegrass is for the summer um or a lot of singer songwriter like i'll go through like uh, um, uh, James McMurtry phase. I went through one of those recently. Um, my boyfriend really likes The Grateful Dead, and I've never been. I don't know if anyone ha- lives or has been to Vermont, but like The Grateful Dead are pretty much still alive as far as Vermonters are concerned. Right. So I I'll listen to. I can. I really actually do like um, like Jerry Garcia band and like Jerry Garcia and Merle Saunders, which is a lot more yep. bluesy. Great, yeah. I don't really like the like super trippy stuff. Um, and you like the singer song? I would rec- American Beauty is probably uh-huh. that's, the that's, be- a that's good probably album. the best. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like that stuff. I like, yeah. but it's more of a it's more of an album. It's more right. about the songs. Right, right. It's when they were you know 
the songs are traditional, you know, shorter. Right. You can hear, like, the stories, the lyrics. Right. So yeah. I would go that way. Okay. Yeah. I think once you hear a song that's like 20 minutes long, it's hard, it's hard to come back from that to like, <laughs> realize it was a three-minute song at one point. Right. Where <laughs> I got lost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what my wife's On the journey. She's like, she's like, anything over, like, she's like, I'll give you eight minutes. She's like, right. Just past <laughs> it's kind of like, okay. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. And sometimes I, like, want to listen to salsa. Like, I'm going to Costa Rica. Like, oh, I'll, like, listen to some salsa. Um, or like sometimes I listen to like the Dolly Parton station like got my country on yeah. it just depends it just depends you know yeah yeah. I li- actually listen to Christmas music this year which is really weird for a, like a big part of December um, uh, we have to end the interview now yeah. um, okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we get along so well it was really yeah. really weird oh you can't win them all and I'm half Jewish. I don't know. It was, it was something. It, it, was was, it was just interesting. I was like, it oh, was, what's this all it about? It was kind of interesting. Yeah, because I like, hadn't listened to a lot of the songs before. And I'm like, this is nice. It's a nice time to reflect about family and friends. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, um, yeah given the current uh, state of things, I think that might have helped. I may have been in shock about the election and trying to... <laughs> yeah, Pope Vermont's about yeah. to fall off the the map just like what's going on I know we don't feel good about it yeah. most of us alright is there any other what, what's what's kind of what's next there's just you know you said you're working on a, a, a mural mm-hmm. uh, yeah excellent and yeah. so when can folks expect that let's put you on the deadline oh for sure um, well I haven't done the practice yet and I'm going away on vacation which I'm excited about so I would say uh, middle of March all right. Yeah. So Not that it's going to take me that long to paint it, but it'll get take me that long to get around to it. Because I do a lot of, I do all of our merch design. So we're trying to get like t-shirts and hats and discs and all kinds of stuff ready to go for spring summer. So that ends up Disc taking, Disc? yeah, yeah, ends up nice. taking priority um, over over the um, painting because I can paint anytime and you right. know you gotta get stuff ordered. So yeah, Excellent. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, AJ. That was All fun. right. This is awesome. I wasn't as nervous as I thought it was. There you go. And there you have it. That is a wrap. I want to thank Jess Graham from The Alchemist up there in Stowe, Vermont, for making the time, inviting me up to the brewery. Like I said, each one of these interviews that we're doing each week, really, it's a give and take. I'm learning a lot about the artist, and hopefully I'm introducing you or getting you to maybe appreciate that can of beer when you pick it up or when you go visit a brewery and you look around, maybe stop and take a second to, you know, appreciate things a little bit more, not rush. You know, I think a lot of times, not to get too philosophical, but in life, that we don't, you know, take an opportunity to stop and smell the roses so to speak or just look around and appreciate things a story that I like to tell I'm in New York City quite often for work you know I, I get in there I beeline it right to the, the subway or to the cab or just the, my next meeting I don't really stop and check out Grand Central and really appreciate it for what it is but when I took my son there my oldest son Trey for the first time the look in his eyes and just the amazement of looking around and seeing the grand, large scale that is Grand Central Station. His jaw was open and he was just trying to take it all in. And now whenever I'm in New York City or I'm in somewhere that maybe I'm just kind of, you know, contract, you know, just bouncing to, I think of that. And I think of that moment and I think, all right, Take an extra second. Maybe slow your step down just a little bit. And that's what you got to do. So these artists, I mean, The Alchemist stands stands on its own. We've had the pleasure to speak to Dan Blakesley and now Jess. And it really just creates a culture and an image, you know, a vibe, so to speak. And I think Jess really embodies that. I think that she really loves her job. I think she's an amazing artist. You know, I was looking at her website and thinking, looking at the different things that she's doing and just thinking that we all be great to, to have a Jess Grant piece in my house. And 
I don't know. Really made some great artists, really some great art. Hopefully you're enjoying the program. Maybe you're an artist out there. We'd love to hear from you. We'll plug the site once more. 16ozcanvas.com. This is the 16-ounce canvas. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't know where else. You know where else you want to find us? iTunes, I guess. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes Radio. And the list goes on and on. But we thank you. Hopefully you're enjoying it. We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch. Let us know what you're thinking. Feedback is always welcome. Once again, my name is AJ. This is episode 7. Amazing to think how far we've come. Locking up our next 12 artists. Our next 12-pack. I think this episode, the only thing I might say it's lacking is some of our, our hokey beer puns. But we do got a little Jerry Garcia, Mer- Merle Sanders in the background. We also had James McMurtry, who I'd never really heard of until Jess was talking about that phase she went through. And I was listening to a bunch of tracks. That's one of the things I find myself getting lost when I'm doing the music beds. And getting turned on the new music. And then we had Dolly Parton in the middle. So, hey. Thank you very much. Our next episode, episode 8, we feature Hal Golson. He's the man behind the amazing, vivid, sci-fi-esque work for Wicked Weeds down in North Carolina. So we had the opportunity to speak to him. Great story there. Got some funny anecdotes to share. But I'll give you a little preview of episode 8. So once again, thank you. Cheers. And now, a preview of episode 8 featuring Hal Golson on the 16-ounce canvas, the art of Craft Beer Podcast. As an artist, can you give a little bit about your background, you know, how you got started? You know, your, your portfolio is pretty robust, but just kind of take um, us back a few years. How I got started? How I got started professionally or how I got started? Yeah, just how the artist, you know, when you were younger, uh, when you realized that... Well, I grew up... Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time indoors. I wasn't like an outdoors person at all. Uh, and uh, I read a lot of comic books, uh, specifically like uh, French comics, um, Mobius, um, some of the um, guys that you'd see in, in Heavy Metal magazine. I read a lot of that. And then I read, uh, you know, like, um, you know, comics in general, but, you know, like uh, the Conan, um, Savage Sword of Conan comic books. Um, a lot of sci-fi, and it, it just really got me into drawing. You know, I've always draw, I've always had a, a knack for drawing, I guess, but that's what made me want to continue doing it. People like um, Mobius and uh, all the stuff that you see in the old heavy metal magazine, and, um, you know, sci-fi and fantasy um, artwork that really got me into it. And, um, I, I, I could probably say without that, I would I might not be doing this right now. So. That's uh, that's awesome. The biggest influence is is those comic books I read as a kid, and no. plus I, I played a whole lot of Dungeons and Dragons, and so that that kind of informed a lot of things that I did throughout my childhood. <laughs> so. Excellent. Have you ever dabbled in writing your own comic book, or you know, just or even just kind of? You know what about that? Um, yeah, I, I have. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I have. Um, uh, I, 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 I've given it up. Uh, I gave it up pretty pretty quickly because of the amount of work that's. <laughs> um, I, I'm sort of like an idea kind of guy. I like to get an idea out on paper and then move on to the next idea. And um, comics are so labor intensive and so uh, like they're not they're un they're, people are not thanked enough for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, monetarily or, or anything else, they work way too hard. I think for uh, for. Uh, for what what you get out of it, I think uh, personally. So no, I, I've I've long since given up uh, making comic books. 